following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns, Billy Derrick and Michael Sendrick. And now, here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in. Kind of a cloudy, gray, overcast Friday afternoon in Nashville, but a lot of great football to get into. Billy Derrick is alongside. Billy, how are you? I'm great, George. How you doing? Doing good. Let's get right to it. Daily Titans update with Terry McCormick, who joins us. There he is in the right-hand portion of your picture. Terry, what's going on? Oh, well, there's good news on the injury front for the Titans, George. Let's hear it. Ben Jones cleared from the concussion protocol, and he's going to play today. Beautiful. Or not Boom. today, but he's, he could play today if there was a game today. He's going to play <laughs> on Sunday. Well, that, that's a big, that's a big, big piece of news because, let's face it, he's the guy that anchors that thing. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you can see – the struggles that they had. I'm not putting all of that on Ben Jones being missing Sunday against the Bengals, but you can bet that that was a big factor because when you look at the totality of what this line does and wanting to run the ball, when Ben Jones is not in there, they really struggle to, to seem to do that. And I think some of that is just the fact, and even Mike Brable talked about this, how Ben Jones is a glue guy. He's a guy that, you know, while he's a talented center and he's a guy who's, uh, you know, very good at what he does. He's kind of the emotional glue, not only of that offensive line, but in some ways the entire team. Terry, what else? Well, Randy Bullock went through an entire week of being able to practice. And so my guess is he's going to be back and is going to be their kicker on Sunday. They are going to have to probably make a roster move to figure out what to do with Caleb Shudak, who they promoted to the 53-man roster. My guess with that is it's going to be uh, most likely Ola Adani, who was activated into his window of return from the uh, injured reserve list. And he was able to practice all week. And it sounds like that he's trending toward being able to return, which will not only give them some depth at the outside linebacker spot, it'll help them tremendously on special teams because he's one of their better special teams guys. Yeah, I'm rumbling through this because I've got a short window. Anything else you want to leave us with? George, I want to talk about a guy that uh, has kind of found himself the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, nobody really knows a lot about it, but this undrafted rookie named Trey Avery, you saw him go in at the end of the Packers game, and he acquitted himself quite well, uh, you know, 
as the Packers tested him trying to get back in the ball game in the fourth quarter of that contest. And then Mike Bimble talked about what a good job he did when he played against the Bengals, that he was thrown at six times in the ball game, and he won five of those battles. So he's an undrafted rookie out of Rutgers. And, you know, Rutgers is not exactly a football factory these days, but Trey Avery has kind of come in and uh, risen up the depth chart fairly quickly. I know he had a struggle early in the year against Buffalo, but I talked to him about that. He said he learned, you know, kind of on the job, welcome to the NFL moment for him. And uh, since he's gotten another opportunity, he's kind of taken it and run with it. So keep an eye on him because he's moved ahead of veteran Terrence Mitchell in the pecking order at corner. Terry, it's really interesting. Rutgers, UConn, looking at some of these colleges, guys that have that John Robinson has kind of plucked away from from some of the other NFL teams. I think that's that's something that doesn't get talked about enough. Just his ability and Vrabel and the coaching staff's ability to develop these guys. I mean, these kids that weren't drafted, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, they've had a lot of trouble. It seems like having any luck and evaluating high draft picks in certain instances with Caleb Farley and Isaiah Wilson being the two most prominent names that come to mind. Dylan Radin's probably on that list, but they've kind of made up for it in the fact that they've been able to find not only undrafted guys that they've been able to plug in and play and develop, but also these guys like Dontrell Hilliard and Andrew Adams that have come in off the street and Mm -hmm. earned a position and earned a key role with this team. Terry, good stuff as always. Uh, We'll talk to you again Monday, find out how the injury stuff uh, took place in Philly. All right, sounds good. You guys have a good weekend. Thanks, Terry. That's Terry McCormick's Daily Titans Update. And it has been brought to us by Sumner Funeral and Cremation. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. They've got two locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville. They've also got an online location at SumnerFuneral.com. Also, Sumner, uh, not Sumner, just mentioned Sumner, Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. Give them a call at 615-906-8458. All right, George, let's get started with uh, today's update. High school football playoff scoreboard today. One game is final today in the Class 3A title. Alcoa defeats uh, East Nashville out of Metro 45-26. And uh, going on right now, Clay County and McKenzie uh, in the Class 1A championship. And then later tonight at 7, it's Knoxville West and Page. So those are the games that are happening uh, today. Baylor defeated NBA, slight margin 38-34 uh, last was night. was a terrific game. It was a great game. A lot of uh, debatable calls uh, by the referees, yeah. a lot of complaints from the NBA people, and a lot of them, I think, were warranted. So uh, there's your high school update, George. Moving right along, college football. Florida backup quarterback Jalen Kitna was dismissed from the team today following his arrest this week on child pornography charges. So uh, really kind of a disgusting situation yeah, going Yeah, not much to on. be said there. Uh, they had to. Notre Dame quarterback Drew Pine tweeted today that he's entering the NCAA transfer portal. He will have three years of eligibility remaining. He started 10 games for the Irish this year, led them to an 8-2 record, uh, top 20 ranking. Uh, He's a good player, George. There's going to be some suitors out there for him. Yeah, this is a weird one because, um, you know, don't know what to make of it. Um, But you don't know what to make of much of anything at this point. We're going to get to a point where the story will be, so-and-so is staying. 
that's going to be the headline. Yeah, and and there you will have some of that, George. You will have a decent amount of the guys that test the waters and then come back. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll track that. Lastly, here in the NFL, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson was contrite today about sending a vulgar response to a fan. Uh, a few days ago, uh, he said, I apologize if I hurt feelings out there uh, as he addressed reporters. So um, I did not catch his vulgar response to a fan uh, the other day, but uh, I'm guessing you did, George, and, and he has apologized for it. Um, speaking of that kind of stuff, Mac Jones uh, <laughs> last night. Wow. I wasn't asking for the exact response Ooh. of what he said. Man. What do you think I was asking, George? No, I'm just all I'm saying is that there was one last night that got a little uh, salty. <laughs> all right. Mac Jones to his offensive coordinator, something to the effect of quit running the ball. Mm-hmm. We can't run on these people. <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit of what we've got going on today. And I'm moving a little bit quicker because the interview will happen here in about four minutes. Sean Henry, the man running the Nashville Predators off the ice, will join us. And I think it's a story you need to hear and you're going to want to hear. It is an absolute miracle that they got Bridgestone Arena ready Tuesday night for that overtime shootout win. Um, Actually, it wasn't a shootout. It was just an overtime victory over Anaheim. It's going to be a very interesting interview At 5 o'clock, if you're watching live, you need to be listening. My buddy Herm Edwards will join us. Very excited to get him back in the fold on a week-to-week basis. So we got a lot coming. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. 
Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Barner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. I got caught there. I like the music, by the way. Yeah, you like it? Yeah, they don't play it enough anymore. No. That song gets me fired up. So we should be hearing from Sean Henry here in just a moment or two, or at least I'm hoping uh, that we're able to get him on as, uh, as scheduled. I will say this. What this guy has gone through in the last week God, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. So their front office having, you know, celebrated Thanksgiving like the rest of us, they, uh, I guess, awaken, I guess would be the word, five o'clock, six o'clock Friday morning to find out that the arena, uh, you know, they've had the, the water main break and there is water building everywhere. And they've got a game scheduled what, six hours later, and then a college game that was scheduled for that night. And needless to say, none of that happened. Uh, but, Billy, it's uh, it's downright a miracle that they got this to happen by Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, six months. Uh, that was supposed to be how long this was supposed to last, uh, you know, to to figure this out, figure out where to go next. But you know, they they uh, had a lot of volunteers, of course. Uh, you know, work it out, and you know they're they're uh, they're back in action. So, and they've gotten a couple of wins after it. So, I guess they needed a water main break downtown to uh, to get some motivation and start playing a little bit better. You know, they they got a win last night in New Jersey that a lot of people didn't see coming. New Jersey has become one of the hottest teams in the NHL, what was the streak? Something like 15 games in a row where they had not lost at some point. Predators got down 
rallied to win Ryan Johansson, who really has not had a very good year, uh, all of a sudden exploded in this game. That's a good win for them. Yeah, this is this is good stuff uh, for Preds fans, and I know it probably hasn't been against the best competition, but you know to get a win against anybody the way they had been playing and started the season, I mean they were not playing good hockey at all. Uh, so, so so just to get a couple wins under your belt, some confidence, that's got to so, be good. So obviously we're having some trouble getting Sean in. Why don't we uh, Why don't we go ahead and go to the uh, the college football playoff weekend that's coming and if sean does happen to pop up on that screen we'll get to him immediately okay let's start george with tonight's game pac-12 championship utah number 11 team of the country facing number four usc usc is a three-point favorite tonight uh george this is i mean this is it for usc if they if they win they're in if they lose they're out uh, so this is the first playoff game for them. You know, this is a this is a playoff game, kind of a a mock twelve team playoff game, I guess you could say here. But uh, Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, they should go out and win this game. But Utah's not the type of team you want to have to beat. Or they they no. lost to them earlier, but it's not the type of team you want to play again. No, it's probably the last team in the world that they truly want to have to go up against. Um, Utah is a really physical football team. Now, I don't think they are what they have been, let's say, a year ago, two years ago, where I thought they were downright scary. This is going to be a terrific game. I don't know if USC wins or not, but I don't see anything where either of these teams wins in double digits. No, no. I mean, I, I think – if it's up to Caleb Williams, I mean, if he plays the Heisman way, you know, he he can play, then USC should win this game. But if he struggles and they can't stop uh, that that Utah offense and that running game, could get a little dicey. So we'll see. That game is tonight on. Uh, is it ESPN George? I think this one is Fox. Fox. Okay, so I think Fox this tonight. One's Fox uh, in Las Vegas. Moving along in the Big Twelve Championship, it's number ten Kansas State and number three TCU tomorrow, eleven a.m. TCU, George, has been the story of the college football season, I think. And the question is, can they keep this thing rolling? You know, can they keep this train on the tracks? And uh, Sean Henry is trying to work yeah. his way in here. I see him in there. Uh, we don't see his face yet, so we'll keep talking about TCU and K-State. But, George, terrific sim- sim- game tomorrow. Yep, similar to USC and Utah, K-State's not a team you want to have to play again. And we okay. do have we do have I Sean. See Sean in there. Um, I sort of laid it out, Sean, a little bit before you came on. What a miracle it was that you all were able to open Bridgestone on Tuesday. And for somebody like me who didn't know all of the particulars, I couldn't tell that anything had happened. Sean, Sean, I'm going to ask him uh, unmute your mic. I think you may be muted. Let's see on we... on your end. Oh, we still can't hear you. Okay, let's uh, let's <laughs> give this a shot here, just a second. By the way, how how crazy is that picture you've got up there with all of that water? Yeah, that tells a, tells a little bit of the story. Okay, you tell me if we're ready to try it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still can't hear uh, hear Sean. Okay, well that 
that'll make for a good interview. Um, we're, we're giving each other hand signals. And uh, is this on his end or our end? I want to say his. It's the rare. Oh, Sean's saying it's on us. Sean's saying it's on us. Okay. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go back to the drawing board here. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good on my end, so <laughs> I don't think this is on us. Okay, well, we may have a, a an old-fashioned stalemate here. Um, we're not getting him on, are we? No, we're, we're not hearing him. No, he's he's calling he's calling a timeout. Okay, is the <laughs> is it a twenty or a full? I just gave him that one. Um, so. Do we maybe go to a break and try to do this by phone? We we could try that, George. Is that what you want to do? I think right now it looks like our best bet. Okay, let's and, do it. Uh, Sean, would you be crestfallen? Hello? Oh, there he is. Yeah, there he is. Dixie cups and strings, we could do this better. <laughs> Jeez, oh, Pete. I've been doing Zooms now for two and a half years. I have never heard of like Johnny Boy or whatever you guys are using. Good gosh. Wow. <laughs> wow. For gosh sakes. Nice to have you on as well. If you want to a break, we'll do it. No, this is fine. Sorry um, about that. And you know, I'm embarrassed because I know Billy Derrick is way more tech savvy than me. <laughs> We're one of the finest institutions in the entire nation. Oh, yeah. I didn't go to BGA. I went to the Father Ryan High School. So Where you are all in love. Whoop de doo. <laughs> so, Sean, what oh, yeah. level of miracle did it take for you all to be able to open that place Tuesday? You know what? It really was pretty remarkable. And, you know, George, you know me, I'm fairly aggressive. Um, you know, my, I'm only uh, passed by every one of our staff members who the last thing we ever want to do is, is postpone an event. And you know, we really believe in that the show must go on. But, probably about 7.45 Friday morning, we realized there's no way in the world we're going to be able to play ice or, or hockey. And it was such a shame because, you know, we had a doubleheader that day. It was a great weekend of hockey. We had the women's tournament going out at both Fort Ice centers. We had the Northeast and Western Michigan game following our game, of course, our afternoon game, and then Saturday a game. And, uh, you know, we just knew we couldn't play. And then the fear started creeping in that we might not be able to play for a month or two or maybe more. We didn't know the full damage. And uh, we really committed to let's try to get Tuesday up and running. And I, I can't say enough wonderful things about our own staff, about Metro Water, TDOT, OEM, really everyone in the mayor's office for helping us get up and running. But again, our staff, I you know, you, you know how I feel. We're the best staff in our industry by far. And that was put on some great display on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And the best compliment we got was people were like, was there really a flood? We don't even see anything. And uh, it was amazing. You had Two million gallons of water pouring into our building. That That's the part that blew me away, Sean. When I walked in, I had no idea what to expect Tuesday night. Got there about 15 minutes before the opening face-off. And I kept looking for something that would show me, oh, here it is. And I never saw it. So what were those three or four days like? Well, you know, the first thing you had to do is you had to get rid of the water. 
And again, you know, millions of gallons of water in the building. And it wasn't just that, you know, poured in on the concourse level. It also blew in a couple of tons of dirt and rock into um, our water pump room, one of the electrical rooms and mechanical room where it came into the building where it broke through the wall. You know, what people don't realize the leak wasn't, not a leak, the flood wasn't in our building. It was on 6th Avenue. Right. The way the water was forced through and shot first picture, it literally blew a hole around the pipe in, into our building. And it filled up a mechanical room, probably three feet of water, and then blew through that wall out onto the concourse with such force. If you can picture like uh, a whirlpool going around the whole concourse, you know, it came in at roughly section 106, I think. And quickly, the entire concourse was covered in a couple, two, three, four inches of water. And then that's cascading down into the event level down below. All the locker rooms, dressing rooms, control rooms, mechanical rooms. Um, and then even down our, you know, down the uh, down aisles, it was something. And give Metro Water so much credit. They got the, the water main on the 6th Avenue shut off, gosh, in probably two, two and a half hours, which sounds like a long time, but... You know when you shut your hose off in the backyard, if you do it too fast, the pipe rattles. Picture that with a 10-inch pipe with, you know, the PSI of about 180 pounds. Um, they have to shut it off, you know, like a degree every few minutes. Because if they shut it off quickly, that same ripple effect that you get in your backyard would go right up the city water line and crack mains, really all the way up Broadway. So I give them so much credit for handling it the way they did. Uh, but it, it, it was something. It really was. Sean, how in the world, you know, you, you've kind of given me your staff and you, you've brought up some Metro staffs. They could get all that done in four days? Well, you know, we're very fortunate. Our partners at Case Restoration, first phone call we made, and, you know, they, they had hundreds of people in the building in hours, which is amazing, especially in the morning after Thanksgiving. I don't know about you, but, you know, some people move a little slowly the morning after Thanksgiving. Oh, you know, a little turkey in your belly and, and maybe some brown liquor, too. And um, you see so many people respond so quickly. Really shows you how much people love the building and love the team and, and really love the city. And I never knew what the volunteer state meant until I moved here in 2010. And, you really, you know, so many people just poured out to, to volunteer and recover from that flood, which was so much more devastating citywide. This flood was much more devastating for our building than that one. And you remember how bad that building, you know, that flood was for us. You know, it took us, you know, four or five weeks to host our next event after that. We were to be able to do it after four days is something. Now, we'll, we'll recover for the next six or seven months. You know, it's not going to be fast. You know, our control room for Fang Vision and a lot of our TV production for our broadcasts are now being done remotely out of a trailer as opposed to the control room. Down 6th Avenue, you have a couple of uh, dehumidification units along with some makeup air units, um, you know, working with our own building systems. We're going to have to replace every piece of sheetrock, ceiling tile, carpet, millwork in the event level. So every dressing room and locker room is going to have to be rebuilt. We're very thankful that um, Fire Marshal, Fire Wash, Board of Health has been working so closely with us to make sure we can continue to host events. I have a text from Sean on Friday saying, been at the area since 5.30. I may need to cancel my bowling participation. Uh, and by the way, um, he will definitely be invited back 
a year from now. We had a blast, but man, I've been thinking about you uh, throughout all of this. I I'm guessing there are issues that got thrown at you as the man running the franchise that you're sitting there going, how the hell would I know? <laughs> well, it's funny, you know, I am now a, uh, a hydrothermal engineer. Um, but, you know, fortunately, sure you are. we have some incredible people in the organization. And, you know, I don't like mentioning people because you always leave people out. But so many people just jump to the forefront, you know, from Michael Gacy, who's our director of food and beverage, to um, Marie Gonzalez, who runs our, our Janney King operation. You know, they were two of the first people on the scene. Actually, Michael discovered it first because he was here early because the early event to Tim Friedenberger, our vice president of facilities, Kyle Clayton, our vice president of business operations. They're the ones that really ran, you know, the recovery of what we are. You know, I was a guy I just happened to be here. And, uh, and, and really, the real hero of the whole thing is my wife because she had my mother, three sisters, nine nieces, all at the house. And uh, I left. And I love my mom. Don't get me wrong, man. But my sisters and my mom, they're a lot to take for a weekend. <laughs> and uh, Christmas vacation four weeks early. Yeah, 30 years into um, 30 years I've been married. And um, my wife has never asked me when I was coming home, ever. And this weekend, she asked a lot. She's like, when are you coming home? And it wasn't always just that. There were a lot of four-letter words in there, too. Sean, did you ever really give much thought to, okay, I've got to tell the league this is going to be impossible for X amount of time. Do you want to move our games to where? Did it ever come to that? Yeah, I mean, David Poyle came down here pretty pretty fast as well. He was making fun of my rubber boots uh, in the parking garage until we got down to the event level. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my gosh, I wish I had rubber boots on. You know, um, you know so yeah, I call Gary Bettman, uh, I don't know, 7.30, 8, 8.30 in the morning to let him know that I, there's no way in the world we can host a game today. And, and Gary's always so supportive. Um, you know, a lot of buildings go through a lot of tough times from – tornadoes and hurricanes and, you know, winter advisory effects, you know, it's happened a few different times. And he said, well, what do you think the status is? I said, well, give me an hour. I'll call you about tomorrow, meaning Saturday's game. Yeah. So then we talked about that. And then we started talking about, can we move Saturday to Sunday? Quickly realized that wasn't in play. And I said, you know, give us another day to evaluate, evaluate Tuesday. And of course you did, you know, the, the goal is always to play all your games in your building in your city. But then we started thinking, okay, if we had to relocate the remainder of our games for the month of December or January, where would it be? Right. You know, where would it be? What makes sense? You know, can can we play in Memphis or Atlanta or Louisville? The answer is no, no, and no on that fast of notice. So then you start looking regionally. You know, can you play in uh, you know Tampa or you know Houston, Dallas, St. Louis? You know, Columbus, of course. And um, every one of those teams would have welcomed us and, and worked with us, just like we have in the past. We haven't had to have anyone relocate here. But, you know, every once in a while you talk about it. And um, the goal was to play our games in Smashville. You know, it's best for the team, best for our fans, best for the city. Um, and, you know, we're, that's where we are right now. Now, we're probably going to end up with a couple more bad surprises on the horizon. You know, with every piece of electronics taking the water damage it did, we're still drying that out. Once you dry electronics out, corrosion starts setting in. And that's why we're trying to evaluate as fast as possible and replace things as, as quickly as possible. But, you know, some of our components, they're not sitting on someone's shelf. 
you know, waiting, you know, for, for us to call. So yeah, um, we'll end up with a few negative surprises, but that's why I feel so good about where we are. Our fans and our players and our performers are so great. They'll roll through it with us. They, they just will. And we have the very, very best fans in sports. So Billy, one of the reasons I like this guy so much, he has a sense of humor. Oh yeah. So Tuesday night I go down near the end of the first period I want to give him a couple of bowling shirts. Truly, I wouldn't wish what he's been through in a 96-hour period on my worst enemy. And so I, I just wanted to say, hey, listen, we were thinking about you. Here are a couple of shirts from the bowling deal. So I, I sit down in the seat right below him. Let's say row 15. He's on maybe row 16. And there's a little kid. That's the little kid's seat. It, he he had not been there, but the minute I sit down, this kid shows up, and Sean goes, "You have made a little boy cry." And I look over, and this kid's got a gigantic grin on his face. And <laughs> I was like, "You!" Right before that, I gave his little sister a box of M and M's, and she opened both ends. So what happens when you open both ends of a box of M and M's? Water all, damage. I mean, Right, I gave her candy, and she started crying. So I, I was so sensitive to those kids after that. Truth be told, those were my seats as well, and they were yeah. my guests, so I could have some fun with it. Oh, so. wow. Well, <laughs> I know what a miracle it was that you all pulled this off to have this arena in business on Tuesday. I, I wanted people to hear some of the story because when I ran into you, boy, the first thing you said was the level of volunteers, the level of people – pitching in, in sort of a, what can we do to help you? Um, you know, that was the first thing you said to me. And that's why I wanted to get you on here to talk about it. Well, it's real and it's appreciated. And, and I apologize now to anyone that I didn't return your text or email. <laughs> I mean, literally though, the outpouring was incredible. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of texts and emails of people offering help. And, you know, we're in good shape. You know, we have some great companies working with us. Our own staff's tremendous. You know, so I just want to say thank you. I mean, the outpouring from this community was like nothing else. Food was showing up um, around the yeah. clock. I mean, it really, really was nice. And, you know, we have, we share a mutual friend, Todd Rotermill over at the Omni. You know, they opened up the hotel for us to use, you know, bathrooms and coffee because we had no running water. We had water everywhere, except we but had no running water. water. We had to use. So, yeah. so many wonderful people in our city. And you know that, but you're reminding of it sometimes when you're going through a tough time. Thank you for the visit. I know you got better things that you need to be doing. It's always great to have you on. Dude, I have nothing to do. I've been waiting for you all day, man. I thought <laughs> we were going on at four, then I thought it was 420, but it was 415. And then, of course, you know, my fat thumbs. I'm like you with technology. I, I'm better than you, but I'm still not that good. So. Yeah, that's not saying much. Yeah, exactly. It's so, like, okay. So was the was the issue on your end or our end? Well, the issue is you use a platform that no one on the earth has ever used before in StreamYard.com. You know, so my normal camera and microphone, I'm not using. That's why I keep looking up because my camera's on top of my computer, but it's not for this. Right now, I have a wind-up, you know, gear, like, like Radar O'Reilly trying to make a phone call out of Korea. What a pleasure it is to have you on. <laughs> and by the way, seven people got the Radar O'Reilly reference. Me, you, and anyone else over the age of 55. So. Exactly. Hey, have a good weekend. I hope this one's better than the last one. Nah, we're looking forward to it. George, thank you. Thank you for the support. Thanks for understanding Monday. 
And Billy, you know, oh, thanks gosh, for uh, walking me through some tech problems. You got it. You got it. Hey, and the invite will be there next year. It's your kind of event. Believe me. Well, we should go trash talk and some lies. Well, and I love the people from Strike and Spare. Some of the most generous people in our city. So, yeah, you, you've got a Monday night, don't you? We do, you know, for our own bowling tournament. Yeah. Unfortunately, I won't be there. I'll be out at the NCAA uh, Hall of Fame inductions. Um, so I'm going to miss two weeks in a row. I'm missing bowling tournaments. <laughs> so thank you for going. I assume you're a celebrity. If you're not, it's going to be really awkward. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Have a good weekend. Oh, he is a piece of work, isn't he? He's the best. He is hilarious. So he's got me really thinking that I have violated somebody's seat. You know, this little boy is crying, and I look, and the kid's got the biggest grin in the world <laughs> as he watches all this. Only Sean Henry uh, could pull it off. Okay, so it may not have been textbook how we did this, but when we come back, We'll get back into what's going on with Championship Week because there are some big games and some fun ones as well. This is Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com.
Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. So it's championship week on the college level, and earlier, before uh, we were able to get Sean Henry on, we talked about this Utah-USC game tonight, 7 o'clock on Fox, that is going to be, I think, an absolute dogfight. TCU, tomorrow morning at 11, they're undefeated. We all know if they win, they're in. But it's this Kansas State team that nobody is dying to play. Billy, they have been a pain in the butt to everybody. Yeah, they really have. And and the line's actually down to one and a half right now. So that's gotten smaller. The thing about Kansas State, George, they're playing with a backup quarterback. Will Howard has stepped in after Adrian Martinez got hurt and has played really well. Um, and so for, for TCU, they've got their hands full, but they've been up to the they've been up for the challenge. They've been up for every challenge. Uh, this year, George, and every time, you know, it started with Texas, and then it was, you know, a couple other Big 12 games down the stretch. Iowa State, people were saying that's the trap game. You know, they've just kind of nonchalantly, quietly just rolled through this season, and here they are. So, George, I think even if they lose this, they still are in the playoff unless they just get bludgeoned, unless this is a 40-point game uh, for some reason. I, I don't know what I think about that. Uh, because, you know, the, the committee, one of the words you hear used is eye test. Okay, a one-loss TCU. Do I really believe that they can go toe-to-toe with Michigan? No, I don't. Uh, do I think they deserve to be in? Yeah, I do. But when the time comes, let's say let's say that chalk holds. Georgia essentially at home in Atlanta against USC. I don't see it. I, I don't think USC's defense is good enough. Michigan, TCU, uh, down, uh, I guess, at the Fiesta Bowl. Mm-hmm. Do I really believe that TCU can line up with Michigan? Not really. Uh, if If you substituted, and don't get me wrong, because I don't think they belong, at this point, but do I think Alabama would match up better in either one of those settings? I kind of do. Do you? Yeah, but this is not the same Alabama team. I mean, yeah, Alabama, they may deserve a a shot if if TCU ends up getting beat badly. Let me say this. It's probably Ohio State, not Alabama, but you get where I'm going with it. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to take a miracle for Alabama to get in, but for Ohio state, um, you know, it, obviously if TCU and USC both win, it's a done deal. 
you know, nothing, none of this will matter. The committee is praying for that. Yeah. But if USC and TCU both lose, Ohio State's getting in because USC yeah, they are. USC is is no longer in they with are. two losses. You've got one more one loss team remaining. The entire state of Ohio is watching tonight. They ought to have great ratings in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, and so I think Ohio State, and that would be that would probably be good for them. They get a shot, and maybe they play well. Maybe they do play well, but you know, USC, Ohio State. It, it, you're they're going to end up playing Georgia. It's you know it's either going to be USC or Ohio State because TCU. You know if they lose, maybe they get bumped back to four. But even then, I still don't see Ohio State jumping TCU if TCU loses, just because of what happened to Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, it'll so, take some some memory loss. Yeah, because a week ago they got clobbered. If TCU were to get clobbered the way Ohio State did, I think they're out. So they would be out. Then what if USC loses? That means TCU They're and out. USC are both out. So you put Alabama and Ohio State in? Probably. Man, That yeah, that is not what the committee wants. How funny would it be if you had, think about this, Georgia, Alabama, at the Mercedes-Benz and, and Ohio State and Michigan. Now, let me ask you this. You think that caused some excitement? A little bit. Probably a little bit. A lot. But, you know, this is this is TCU's chance, too. I mean, this is a playoff game for them. And, uh, man, one and a half, that's that's kind of a scary-looking line right there. But we'll get into that. It's Vegas saying they don't really trust TCU. Yeah. K-State's a a, – they look – like they yeah. they look they're playing like a top ten team they are a top ten team and they're coming for blood uh, tomorrow against TCU so I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Let's run through a few more. Let's of these. move to the SEC title. Georgia is a seventeen and a half point favorite over LSU. What are you thinking here, George? Because I I think LSU I think they can score, but can they stop Georgia? That that's that's the big question because Daniels and, and that offense and and the, some of the receivers they have. They may they may put up some points, but Georgia I, I cannot see LSU stopping Georgia one bit. I think Georgia has played bored for about a month, and they really haven't had to to pay for it ever since the Tennessee game. To me, it looks like they've mentally checked out, and I wonder what kind of emotional stuff Georgia brings to the table tomorrow. The fact that it's a home field essentially. Mercedes Benz in Atlanta. That ought to help them. But I need to see a little more pep out of Georgia. I think they've been going through the motions now for a while. And I think that's a dangerous habit to get the the turn it on, turn it off whenever you feel like it is not as easy as it sounds. No, it's not. But you know, they've gotten up for every big game. They've got they got up for for South Carolina, of course. They killed them. They got up for Tennessee. Um, and they got up for that Kentucky. Well, you know. Maybe not as much, but yeah, th- this this will be a test for Georgia, though. I mean, LSU coming off a loss, they're going to be hungry. Kelly's going to have them ready to play. They have athletes capable of going toe-to-toe with Georgia, or at least I think they do. But then you throw in a clunker at A&M, and you're like, what exactly is LSU? Well, I, I don't know. You just never know. And it, maybe they're looking ahead to this SEC title game, and maybe they do throw their chips on the table here. 
Kelly, they call him Big Game Brian for a reason. Well, he, he's going to have his team ready to go. Now, is it is it enough to even cover? I don't know. Who knows? But uh, yeah, we'll see about that, George. Let's roll on AAC American Athletic Conference, UCF and Tulane, a battle of a couple of top ten team, top twenty five teams, Malzahn and Willie Fritz. This should be fun. Tulane, well, both these teams are pretty fun to watch. I'm a little bit mystified by why Tulane is more than a field goal favorite because these two teams played, I want to say, three weeks ago, and John Rice Plumley went wild for Central Florida. Tulane had no answers for him. This is maybe the biggest game in Tulane football history. We'll see how it turns out. Moving on to the Big Ten Championship, Purdue and Michigan. I don't see it. Michigan favored by 16 and a half. It reminds me a lot of last year's Big Ten title where you got Iowa and Ohio State. Yeah. There were a lot of people on Iowa that said, hey, look out for Iowa in this game, and they got destroyed. It's a lot of points, but the question is, can Purdue line up physically toe-to-toe and not get bludgeoned by Michigan's running game? And I, I just don't – I don't have any confidence in Purdue. No. Now, Brom will try to do some things offensively. He's got some of this, you know, mad scientist, you know, offensive – They throw the ball around the yeah, yard. Yeah, he, he'll have some tricks. I just don't think it'll be enough. No, me neither. Last one, the night game, one of the two night games, North Carolina and Clemson. Clemson is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite – Pretty reasonable. I mean, the way, especially the way North Carolina played against NC State. Uh, but George, I think the crowd plays a factor here. I think, I think UNC, even though they're coming off a loss, two losses, they don't want two losses. They don't want to go down like this, and it, it's no. in Charlotte. I, I, I like where UNC is right now, just because of the spot. They're coming off two losses. Clemson is coming off a loss as well. Uh, but we'll see. I, this is, I'm really excited for this. Okay, one. let me give you a couple of thoughts. Is Carolina's defense good enough to force ukulele to win the game? I think he's kind of a stiff. I've always thought he's kind of a stiff. I don't know why Clemson has gotten stuck in a position where they're having to use him as much as they do. He may make a fool out of me, but I don't think he's good enough to win this game if Carolina does a decent job against Clemson's run. All, yeah, all you've got to do, really, and this is probably easier said than done, is load the box. And if you can stop the run, you force ukulele to throw against you. And I just am not – I don't have any confidence in him. No. I, I, and I've got confidence in that kid, Drake May. He is a player, and uh, you know if he steps up and if he plays really well, Clemson better watch out. This is going to be a fun game. It should be. We'll go to the break on that. Stat of the day is coming up. And then you will hear from the great Herm Edwards. It's going to be fun. This is Main Street Media Television. Complete service heat and air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have warm air throughout those cold winter months. Complete service heat and air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson Counties. 
Hit After Hit has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. This holiday season, the largest lantern event in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. After sunset, come see more than 1,000 Chinese lanterns. All new designs, including mythical beasts, a fantastical North Pole village, even a dragon soaring over your head. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions. They're perfect for birthdays, groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad I couldn't work for almost a year, I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Hey everyone, I'm John English, this is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. back into the George Plaster show. It is now time for stat of the day. It is brought to you by John English antique sports and cards. They are in Shelbyville. They've got memorabilia, trading cards, antique and historical sports equipment, games, advertising, and many other sport related items. 
Of course, they're open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. Visit them online at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, give Eric Berner a call with uh, Rockcastle Wealth Advisors, 615-490-7052, or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more information. George, no Watson today. We've got stat of the day. In other words, I'm stuck. Yeah, you may be stuck, and this this isn't an easy one, although you may have a hunch here. Which NFL team has the record for most playoff losses? That's a new one. Yeah. You know, you would believe that it's one of the the older existing teams, you know, from back in the Bronco Nagurski era. And and so teams like Green Bay and Chicago would be top of mind New York Giants. Um but then on the other hand, you wonder if it's something like the Dallas Cowboys who has been there, over, but they've choked a lot been there, but really had a lot of losing in the last 20 years since Jimmy Johnson left. Um, boy, uh, this is a hard one. So you have the answer in front of you, don't you? I sure do. Yeah. Uh, feels it, good. Yeah. That's really special. <laughs> um, You know, um, I am going to go with the Dallas Cowboys, even though it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) But they've been in the playoffs a lot, and they lose a lot. I'm I'm just stalling around here. In the old days, it would have been the Rams and the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to go with Dallas. What the heck? The Vikings. Yeah, the Minnesota Vikings. 30. Who came into existence, I believe, with the Cowboys. Yeah. 30 playoff losses for the Vikings. But that, I mean, I don't really? know. Should that, I don't think that should be a negative, really, though. I mean, it's obviously well, you've it's, gotten there it's and you a haven't. Double edged sword. Right. You've gotten there, but you, but you haven't. You know, you haven't been able to to finish the deal, but 30 playoff losses, that means you've been there what? How many? means you've been there a lot. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings, help me, have never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I Is think you're true? right. Yeah. Vikings have never won. They, uh, they beat Kansas City. Excuse me. Kansas City beat them in Super Bowl four. Uh, that was Lynn Dawson, the late Lynn Dawson over Joe Cap. Uh, what the year Bud was Grant that? Era. That would have been 71. Oh, man. 70. 70. That's going Super back Bowl away. 1970. Um, I don't think the Vikings have ever won. Anyway, interesting question. Wow. Yeah, credit to Michael there. Yeah. That's a That was a hell of a question. This just in. I didn't get it. <laughs> Well, let's see if uh, Herm Edwards could have gotten it, although uh, we, we will not ask him that. No, but we won't. It is the 5 o'clock hour. We wouldn't do that to Herm. No. Uh, 5 o'clock hour, George. Middle Tennessee Bona Joint. They are the sponsor. They combine state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere, whether it's a sports injury, a sprained ankle, 
or a major joint replacement, MTBJ has the staff, training, and equipment needed to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Their mission is to provide high-quality, specialized orthopedic care in a compassionate manner to the people of Columbia and Middle Tennessee. And we are going live. George, i got to pull that up. It's good television. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Pull up the Herminator, uh, who probably is best known for you play to win the game. To say that I am thrilled to have Herm Edwards back on this show is such an understatement. As a lot of you know, he's gone back to ESPN. He calls it the worldwide leader. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> The worldwide leader doesn't change a whole lot. You're always available. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. It really has. So I'm guessing they welcomed you back with open arms. That was nice of them. Uh, yeah. And obviously, um, before I left, I told them, I said, hey, I, I could be coming back. They said, coach, we'll have a seat for you if you decide to come back. And lo and behold, it was nice of them to give me an opportunity. And I've always said this. This is probably the greatest platform you could ever be on. Uh, as a person talking about sports, when you think about the worldwide leader and ESPN and, and all the, uh, just all the antennas it has. And, you know, it's a fabulous place. I was almost there for 10 years. Now this actually makes my 10th year coming yeah. up. You know, I had a little, went and coached for a little while and now I'm back uh, with these guys and it's been a lot of fun. I'm going to start in one that's really close to you uh, in your own backyard. And that is, David Shaw's resignation. I think he's one of the most respectable people in the coaching profession. And Herm, even though he didn't quite come out and spit it out all the way, it's pretty obvious he doesn't want to deal with all this portal and NIL stuff. Yeah, I, I think, you know, he he's he's left a great legacy there at, at, at Stanford. Obviously played there, grew up around the campus there. His father worked there and uh, can't say enough all the things that he's accomplished as a coach uh, with his players uh, and at that university, you know, it's a special place. Uh, I live in California. I'm not that far away from Stanford. Uh, I can remember that when they were recruiting me, John Ralston was the coach and I was a different guy back then. I went to that other school, Cal, Cal Berkeley. <laughs> it just fit me a lot better <laughs> growing up in my era than I grew up, but he's going to be sorely missed obviously. And I've heard he's, he's probably dabbling in some TV or whatever, but, He'll be good at whatever he does. He's a true professional and had a great career there at Stanford. He needs to put your name on his resume, and you never know. He may end up with the worldwide leader. You never know. <laughs> so tonight, speaking of close to home, we've got a title game between two real Goliaths, a Utah that can be just downright scary and Southern Cal that's had – you know, this great run to getting in the playoff. Do you think USC pulls this out? It'll be interesting. Um, you know, they're both kind of different the way they play offense, right? Um, uh, Utah is going to be a team that, that pounds you, that runs the ball. Uh, they use the tight end a lot. Uh, they'll take some shots at you down the field. Um, and uh, USC obviously has probably the Heisman Trophy winner as the quarterback and uh, Coach Riley's done a marvelous job with that offense, obviously. And a lot of those kids have played in this system, and he, they threaten you all the time vertically underneath. They throw the ball. Uh, so it's going to be quite a matchup. You know, when 
they beat them last time, Utah, with a two-point play there with the tight end catching the ball. So I think this is a big game for USC in, in this sense. Uh, they win this one. Uh, they're going to get in the tournament. And, and, that, and that's special for, for the Pac-12, obviously, getting a team in the tournament. You're one of those guys that I think would be great on this college football playoff committee because to me, you've always been a voice of reason, so I'm going to drop this hand grenade on you. Sure. If TCU loses tomorrow, mm. would you put them in? You know, I, it's, it's funny how you look at all this. Um, the, the resumes and the eye test and all that, I, I think that that program has done a marvelous job. It, it really has. And they deserve a chance. And this is what's so hard about the playoffs. Um, only four teams. Now, they're, they're going to expand it to 12. I would say one more. Expand it to 16. Stop messing around. Expand it to 16, right? <laughs> I mean, in the National Football League, there's 32 teams. There's 14 playoff spots. In college football, hey, look, you're going to 12, go to 16. And, 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 and make it a, I mean, a 12 is great, but I think you could add some more because there's always going to be a couple teams you feel like, you know, they're left out. Uh, their schedule. It's hard for this committee, and I know it's, it, it's 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 killing them to pick four teams. And every week, you know, there's a different body of work, and it's how you played, and if you got beat, who you got beat by, or what did it look like. I mean, it's very difficult uh, for this committee to choose the four. Uh, now, that's the great thing about it, right? There's four of them, and you're going to have debates on radio shows, TV shows, who should be the four, right? And no one could ever get a true estimate on these are the true four it's always five and six are, are, and if they lose like the pac-12 all of a sudden they play an extra game if usc loses they're probably out right yep and that would be a shame but they play an extra game it, it's like come on it, but that's no one's fault it's going to change eventually but there's a lot of talking about the four and who should be in who shouldn't be in right do you think tcu wins I do. I do. I do. I do think they win. Yep. Terrific weekend. Okay, let's oh, let's shift over to the pro stuff. Sure. That's what I love about talking to you is you can give me stuff on all of them. Did we see Buffalo get back to being the real Buffalo last night? Well, I think what you saw last night was uh, the Buffalo Bills adding another attack with this offense, and it was a run game. Uh, they got two excellent runners. Uh, they ran the ball actually more than they threw it. And you always wondered, because you can fall in love with Josh Allen's arm. Boy, he can throw you out of problems. Just give him the ball and say, hey, man, throw it. But last night it was one of those games where the New England Patriots were taking the vertical passing game away. They weren't going to allow him to throw the ball down the field and said, we're going to challenge your patience. Will you take the ball and check it down to the back? Will you take the five-yard throw, the 10-yard throw? He did that. And I think the thing also what I was noted in this game, when they got in the red zone, he was excellent. They were three for three. He didn't turn the ball over. He threw a couple passes down there, but they ran the ball. They were an efficient offense. That's dangerous. They talked about missing missing Von Miller. They miss him. But resting him now will help them. And I watched them last night. They were still able to rush the quarterback. So that defense played pretty good, too. This was a complete game by the Buffalo Bills, and they were scary last night. Go to the other side. 
What do you think these next three days are like for Bill Belichick, who we all know is a brilliant football mind, but right now it doesn't seem like he's been able to unlock the pieces to get this where he wants it. Well, one of the pieces is in Tampa. Yes, certainly. Captain America, right? (laughs) And any, you know, look, not just Coach Belichick, any great coach that has had a long run, 10-year run, 15-year run, Look at who the quarterback was. Probably had the same guy, right? And so with 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 Tom leaving, you know, they changed dramatically. They got a young quarterback in there. I, I think this, I think when he evaluates this situation, I can't speak for Coach Belichick. I'm just from afar. Um, he's going to have to get a coordinator where it's one voice to the quarterback. It's not multiple voices. And I don't know if that's happened, but it just seems like that to me. The quarterback is unsettled right now. And it, it is a hard offense right now. It It, it, it just... It lumbers, it lumbers trying to make plays, right? It was a lumbering offense. They got a heck of a running back. Receiver-wise, they're kind of young, you know. The quarterback has some talent, but it's just, it, 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 it looks disjointed, this offense. And then when you're playing a team that you played last night, you're keeping them close, the defense keeping them close for a while, and then the score got away. Oh, it was really bad. They found themselves in a lot of third and sevens or more, and you can't do that against any team, but especially a team like the Buffalo Bills. We've got a team here that almost sounded like you were talking about the same deal. Lumbering 10 yards at a time, great running back. What what do you think is the real ceiling for the Titans? Well, the thing about the Titans, they have an identity. The the Titans remind me a lot of when we were in Tampa uh, with Tony. And we had Mike Allstott and Ward Dunn. Uh, Trent Dilfer was our quarterback, and we had this tremendous defense. Obviously, you know, legitimately four Hall of Famers there. You got Sapp, uh, Rondi Barber, hopefully he gets in, John Lynch, Derek Brooks. We had this outstanding defense, and we ran the ball, and we shortened the game. Uh, we were a play-action team trying to hit some vertical passes, but we really counted on our defense to give us field position. We had a good kicking game, and that's how we played. The Titans aren't going to change. They have a marvelous runner in Henry. We know that. They have some players that vertically they can get the ball to, obviously. Quarterback is, is a journeyman doing a great job, just doing a great job of playing. But they're another team that they play a lot of close games, right? And if it gets away from them, then they have to come out of their comfort zone. Their defense can protect them because they play pretty good defense. They don't allow you a lot of points due to the fact that their offense can take large amounts of time off the clock. You know, when you play teams like this, you worry about your possessions on offense because you're not going to get as many, right? Because the way they play football, there's no shame of playing football this way. This is their identity. Their coach has this identity. The players bought into it. The fan base always wants more scoring, but at the end, can you win? And they've been able to win like this. Their offense can travel. Why? Because they have a great runner. And when the weather's bad, their offense can function well. Defense will travel. Special teams will travel. Passing games are hard to travel when the weather starts. So all of a sudden, the playing field gets level when it hits the end of December, right? And in January, outdoor teams that have these (laughs) attributes, they're the ones that always kind of hang around. You say, why are they still in it? Well, look at the weather. (laughs) 
They can travel. You pack this in your suitcase, you're good. You feel good getting off the plane. When the when the white stuff's falling out of the sky and you're going, oh, that feels real mushy. You're going, yeah, that passing day they're talking about, they can't do it today. <laughs> oh, you are a piece of work. Okay, I got to ask one last thing. You brought him up. Trent Dilfer. Yes. Has been Great. here, been very successful on the high school level. Now he's going to UAB. If he doesn't put the call into you, go ahead and give him a piece of advice or two, having never coached on the college level before. He, Trent will be great in the fact that he understands what he wants to do. Great football mind. And here's what, he, what, what he's a great person, great human being. He, he, he will be able to recruit. Uh, they have to help him. They're going to have to. The university is going to have to help him. Are they all in? It's different recruiting in today's world. There's difference. There's a difference. And does he have the resources to get the type of players he needs to continue to build this program? That'll be the key for Trent. Dealing with the players, understanding football, you couldn't hire a better guy. Representing your university, can't hire a better man. I, whatever I can do for him, I'm here to help him. And I think there's a lot of people that have been involved in Trent Differ's life as coaches and friends. Whatever he needs, he can reach out and people will be willing to help him. Billy, he is, um, he's an amazing personality. I, I have loved getting to know him. They don't get any better. No, he's phenomenal and he is hilarious. I mean, he's got, he's got so many different stories. Um, oh. you know, I said, I said, you told me after, uh, after we got done there, it could have been 45 minutes there with Herm just sitting down, listening to, to, uh, to everything, you know, from him and all his stories. So I, I can't wait to to hear just more of what he's got at, at in the sport of football. Billy, he did a he did a speech in Murfreesboro several years ago, and a friend of mine invited me to go to it. And it was great to see Herm. And after it was over, he says to me, he says, that table, he said, are those a group of friends? And I said, yeah. He goes, get them all to meet in the bar. He said, We'll, we'll get into some football war stories. And for the next hour and a half, he absolutely regaled that table. He, he is an unbelievable storyteller. Yeah, and he was talking about Trent Dilfer. Those two guys sort of remind me a little bit of each other. You know, great spokesmen, uh, you know, great personalities, um, and and great recruiters. I mean, Herm, he told us, George, he, he's got – players wasn't the problem. I mean – that's the thing about Herm. He, he was always a great recruiter, and that's the thing about Trent Dilfer too. So, um, a lot I see a lot of Dilfer in Herm as well, and just that type of personality. Uh, you know, we'll see about how uh, how he does at UAB. Yeah, my only worry on the UAB front is they are monetarily challenged. You know, they almost went under at one point. Watson kept that thing through bailing wire. I mean, the job he did at UAB has been very underrated. He did it with very few resources. And I don't know that they have built a new stadium, and it's beautiful. It's exactly the, excuse me, the size that they need. But I don't know how much more money they have. Are they able to get into the NIL world? I wouldn't think to any great extent. That's going to be tricky. Yeah, it is, but... You know, him being a part of Elite 11 and, you know, just that type of personality, there's going to yeah. be players and a lot of, of kids on the on that, 
you know, that verge of, of D1, D2, you know, uh, power, group of five, power five that, you know, he may convince to, to have playing time at a school like UAB. So, uh, I can't wait. I, I think he's going to do well, George, but it, it, like Herm said, it's going to take time and it's going to take, um, an investment an amount of investment from UAB as well. Jeff Pennington after the break and then plaster bets of the day, or in this case, bets of the weekend. And let me say this, I'm red hot. Stay tuned. Hit After Hit has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. This holiday season, the largest lantern event in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. See more than 1,000 Chinese lanterns. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. A man was critically injured following a crash early Friday morning. Officers at the scene said the victim was driving a pickup truck when he lost control of the vehicle. The pickup veered left and went into a ditch. A front seat passenger was wearing a seat belt and escaped the crash without injury. The driver was not wearing a seat belt and was ejected from the truck. He died at the scene. Law enforcement writes tickets to save lives.
Well, it's time for another talk with the uh, world traveler, Jeff Pennington. And we focus today on four big games. Of course, the Titans. Of course, LSU, Georgia, and the two that matter the most for the college football playoff. Here goes. Pennington Distilling Company was founded in 2011 with the goal of creating original craft spirits that embody the same character as the city they were born in, Nashville, Tennessee. From grain to glass, every step is taken to produce spirits of exceptional craftsmanship and quality. Pick up one of their award-winning products like Picker's Vodka, Davidson Reserve Whiskey, and Whisper Creek Tennessee Sip and Cream today. Or stop by the distillery in West Nashville and the nations. Follow them on social media and online at PenningtonDistillingCo.com. World traveler Jeff Pennington is today in Rosemary Beach, Florida. He has a tough life, as you can see. Um, but you were, hey, but you were present and accounted for for the bowling event Monday night. Did you have a good time? Man, we had a great time. Thank you so much for including us. And uh, I hope we get to do that every year. We got to take the wives, had a great time, got to meet Bubba Miller. Never met him, but a, a former volunteer. Yeah, good guy. Um, and I got to give him a little hard time about, you know, He's an Eagles guy, so you know I kept saying the Titans are going to win this weekend. He he kept laughing at me. E A G L E S. It's probably what he said. Yeah. So uh, we both kind of laughed at how we actually root for Jalen Hurts, and neither one of us like rooting for Alabama quarterbacks. But <laughs> both talked about how we like him. It it, it probably took a lot on Bubba's uh, end for that to happen. So he said it, it took him a minute to have to root on an Alabama quarterback, even though it is an Eagle. Oh, <laughs> I, I totally believe that. So back on the bowling. Isn't it a bad sign when the wives outbowl the husbands? Yeah, I think that actually uh, probably happened to us. I, I I might have deleted the scorecard, but I think there's a good good chance that that happened. I hate to tell you this, I am in possession of all the scorecards, <laughs> so uh, you might want to bribe me just to keep quiet. Yeah. So I, they didn't look at the final, so they don't they don't know that. Only I know that. <laughs> yeah, don't share it with anybody. So. Yeah. You know what's going on tomorrow, SEC title game in Atlanta, what supposedly is a neutral site. The number one ranked team in the country, Georgia, gets LSU, and nobody feels like LSU has a chance in this game. Do you see anything where LSU scares Georgia, makes this a lot more difficult than the, the average Joe out there thinks? I honestly think LSU covers um, I think it might be a last-minute touchdown to covers, or I think it could easily be one of those 17-10, 23-10 games, 24-10. Uh, I do think Georgia's defense is stifling. I don't know if they, you know, the only way LSU scares them is if they can get that offense going. But I haven't seen anybody, including us at Tennessee, do anything offensively against Georgia that impressed me yet. So uh, I think the way it stays close or even gets a scare is if Georgia plays really conservatively and doesn't doesn't try to go out and, you know, they don't have to go and show up big to hold their number one seed, in my opinion. So I, I think it's a I, I kind of pick a twenty to ten to twenty-four to ten, and I think LSU covers. Okay. Strong opinion there. I like it. Yeah, I like that a lot. Now, these next two are for all the marbles. Tonight, USC against a really dangerous Utah. USC's only a two and a half point favorite. Tell me what you think. Man, I don't know. What's that quarterback, Caleb, uh, the USC Caleb quarterback? Williams. Yeah, Lee. He, I watched him last week. and never, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a lot of USC games or past my bedtime most of the time. So, I'm sure she already did. I don't think you had said 
I don't see you in bed at in Rosemary Beach, Florida at 9 p.m. Oh, not tonight, but on most Saturdays when I got a four-year-old at home, I'm like, you know, I've, I've watched football all day. I've already had my heart attack with the Vols and everything else, so I'm, like, usually tired. But USC really impressed me. I, I'll tell you, I think USC rolls. I think they easily cover. I, I, it should be bigger, in my opinion. I think the only reason is Utah beat them. They're their only loss. So, And, they, you know, I think if I recall, they won by going for it on two at the end. Um, I think that that's probably a little that stings USC. They probably want to get that get that win back. So I think they come back with a little bit more to prove. And obviously, they got a lot on the line. It's been a while since the Pac-12 team's been in the playoffs. And I think USC, if they, if Caleb really won, I think they everybody's saying that he's the Heisman favorite right now. So I think this is the way he wins the Heisman. He goes out there, shows up, and wins. I do like the over. I think it's going to be a lot of points, but I, I take USC minus two and a half in that. Okay. Does it help or hurt that I agree with you? Uh, usually when we agree, we're in trouble. But I feel like we've had a pretty good year this year. So, Yeah. Okay, let's go to another one that's dicey. Here's TCU, who has been the absolute Cinderella. They have pulled a bunch of rabbits out of the hat. And now they've got to face a really dangerous Kansas State. And Vegas only has this as TCU by two and a half. Which way are you leaning? Man, I just saw, I actually looked up for our call, and it's down to one and a half now. So that means it's already moved a point to Kansas State. You know, this one, this one interests me. I, I think it's a good game. Once again, you know, TCU's got the pressure of everybody in the country, you know, every Ohio State fan, every oh, yeah. <laughs> Alabama fan. You know, sorry, I'm choking on that one. Can't, still can't believe they're ranked above us, but. Neither one of us deserve to be there. I think TCU, whether they win or lose, should go in before Alabama. But we all know how that works out. Um, man, I'm going to go TCU on my heart. I really don't know which one I like on this. Um, you know, Kansas State's been playing. They've both been playing really well the last three or four weeks. So I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm going to take TCU mainly because it looks like the, 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 most of the American money's going on Kansas State, a.k.a. Ohio. Um, all the fans from Ohio are probably moving the line. <laughs> so just as my anti-Ohio State self and anti-Alabama self, <laughs> those are my two least liked teams. I'm going to go TCU just for that reason. Okay, let, let's take the pro game. You brought it up earlier. The Titans go to Philadelphia. The Eagles have this gaudy record. But we've seen in the last two or three weeks a little chink in their armor. They're not that good defensively. And in particular against the run, and oh, by the way, if the Titans can do anything, it's via the run. You know, I, I, I looked at this game I, uh, I quite a bit because it's just a tough one. Obviously, my heart just war- is just all over Tennessee, right? Um, but I went in the numbers and tried to do it from a number standpoint, and here's what it backed up that I liked. We've only let two teams all year score over 20 points on us. Philadelphia has only had two, two games where they've scored 20 points or under. So, um, meanwhile, their defense has fallen apart. And it seems like every time you get the top offense against the top defense, luckily for us, usually the defense wins. So, I think, you know, I think I like the Titans plus four and a half. I honestly think we have a chance. I do think that uh, if, I'm, if I was to bet on this, I'd probably do a parlay of Titans in the over because I think the only way we win is we've got to get 24 points. Um, which would be 24-21 or 24-20. But, you know, I, I'm going to play the odds that usually the better defense comes out the winner. 
Um, I am going to be a little heartbroken watching AJ Brown on the other side of us. I'm still still a little sad. I saw a thing where yeah, some are. some article this week where he said that Titans fans hate him. I'm like, I don't think any Titans fans hate I don't him. Think I think Titans true at all. I think Titans fans love him. They hate the people who let him go. Um, but <laughs> you know, um, so it's going to be tough watching him. But I, I don't know. You know, we do really good against mobile quarterbacks typically historically. I mean, look what we did against Patrick Mahomes. Not so much Josh Allen this year, but in the past. And uh, I think we can get in there and we can get those four guys rushing like they can and get back there and trap trap Jalen Hurts down and spy him. I think our defense can shut down that offense. And I, I think we can win this game. I, I don't I, – I'm, I'm, at first I was shocked it was four and a half. I thought it would be closer to six and a half, seven at Philly. But I think Vegas is looking at the same thing. So I like the Titans, not just on heart, but on numbers as well. So in review – Jeff likes LSU to cover, but not win the game against Georgia. He likes USC to not only cover, but to win big. Mm-hmm. Kind of iffy on that Iowa State, Kansas State. I, I got the feeling there's a lot. I don't know. Yeah, TCU, Kansas State, it could go either way. I'm taking I'm taking. Yeah, I'd say Iowa State. You said if Iowa State. If it was Iowa State, State I'd take Kansas State anywhere. all day. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be Iowa State's play. usually pretty good. They were they kind of were down this year. I'm I'm sorry. They usually have a good defense over there, but they didn't. They didn't Did so really say Iowa State. What a dope <laughs> TCU. You're going with, and then the final game you're taking the Titans over EAG LES. Enjoy yes, Rosemary yeah. Beach, Florida, where no kids are allowed. Hey, if we beat the Eagles, you got to share Bubba's number so I can text him a little victory text. I'll, I'll be glad to pass it on. You take care. Right. Have a good Have a great weekend. That's, of, uh, that's a little bit of what uh, transpired. Then I get my chance to give you plasters bets of the day. But first, we check in with Green Bay's finest, Brian Stewart. <laughs> You're still basking in the glow of that trip, aren't you? I think I'm basking in the glow of that uh, nickname now. That's a that's a heck of a title you just threw. Green Bay Brian, I like it. <laughs> Green Bay so, Brian. Tell me what's going to go on this weekend in the real estate world. Well, uh, the number one thing that's going to happen for us this weekend is the uh, auction that I've been talking about at 650 Forest Retreat Road here in Hendersonville. Uh, super excited about this house. I mean, it's a uh, 2,800 square foot home, four beds, uh, has the in-ground pool, the garage, uh, basically like a, a three-plus garage that has a detached garage as well. Uh, this home is going to go for more than the reserve. It is a reserve auction, so doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's going to sell. It has to meet that reserve or higher. Uh, I feel like it's going to be well above that reserve, so I know we already have some people registered and I I encourage people that are interested in a a fantastic home to come out there and look at this, this beautiful property because it offers a little something for everybody. So super excited about this house, super excited about our second auction. George, uh, 2023 is going to be a phenomenal year for one stop realty. And the reason that it is, is because we are adding these auctions. We have the property management, uh, we have the clients giving us referrals to do their commercial and residential homes and properties. So I'm just super excited. I have agents that are adding on to us. We added a new girl named Kendall Baxter. Super excited about her. She's a brand new agent. 
She's fired up. She's ready to learn, ready to get out there and start selling from One Stop Realty and auction. Beautiful. Love what I'm hearing. Very innovative. Very, very innovative. I just want to hear, I want to hear the guy do all the auction stuff. Well, George, if you come out there tomorrow, you're going to hear him do the, you know, the, the chant and everything. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, do I hear yeah. one? Of the... <laughs> See, you do it better than I do already. <laughs> I mean, it's uh Hey, George, I, I want to give a shout out real quick. If I can, I want to give it. a shout out to our predators. I was listening to him last night on the way home and heard it on the radio. The, uh, the guy that was filling in for Pete Weber, uh, I, I was listening to it and I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to lose another close one here. And that gummit, if they didn't score two goals in 45 seconds, I how mean, about that? It, it was win. incredible. Big win. Yeah. Um, and like you said, never saw it coming because New Jersey has been red hot and the press get the Islanders tonight. So let's keep our fingers crossed and hope for a little bit more. Yeah, that, I, I'm very proud of them. They've had a little bit of an off year, but that Ooh. was that. That's a that's a game that you can stick in there and say, "Hey, if this season turns around, that may be one of the turning points right there." Amen. So, George, have a great night, man. You too, Brian. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye bye. Stay tuned. Plasters bets of the day are coming up. You need to pay attention. For a hit after hit has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete service heat and air can clean your coils. Check out your motor and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete service heat and air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. 
Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost, providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Welcome back in. Final segment of the George Plaster Show on your Football Friday. Bart Durham Injury Laws, the sponsor of Plaster's Bet of the Day since 1975. They have aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you too have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law by logging onto their website. That's bartdurham.com. George, let's take a look at what happened last night. And it appears you are 84 and 81 now. That's back-to-back-to-back college basketball wins. What is up with this? 51%. I'm hot. I mean, where are you getting these college basketball bets? Because they, they look like they're working. I mean, I don't know. You know, you get lucky. Um, Two of them were overtime wins. Last night, I just thought Oregon, what I know about Oregon, is considerably better in basketball than Washington State. I thought it was really cheap at four and a half. Yeah. I mean, I checked the score. I think Oregon was up by 20 or 30 at one point. They they won it pretty convincingly. So 51%. Watson will be happy. Well, he'll be sitting in the front row clapping. Okay, so here's what we've got. Got a big weekend of championship-level football. I feel better about USC than I do about TCU. I think USC is going to find a way. Uh, Utah is going to have to go score for score with them. And I don't think Utah's offense is good enough to do that. I'm not saying they win by double digits, but I think they win. I feel more comfortable 
with USC, who I'm taking, than I do with TCU. Flip the page. Ugh. I'm taking TCU. That's a dicey one. It's, it's already... a very dicey one. That, that could go either way. Vegas is basically saying they don't trust TCU. And I get it. But these guys have also been incredibly resilient. And now they see the finish line to getting to the college football playoff. I like Max Duggan. This is probably under the category of what's the difference between the two teams. I like Duggan better than I do Kansas State's quarterback, Max Howard. And so because of that, I'm going to take TCU. It's down to one and a half. Glad to get the extra point. I think both of them win, and the committee goes, oh, thank God. <laughs> because if one of these loses, or if both of them lose, this committee is going to be up to its neck in problems. Let's move on, Jordan. North Let's Carolina do. and Clemson, Saturday night ACC title. I think there's a real shot that North Carolina wins this game outright. And you say, how do you, how do you say that? Well, certainly not off the last two games. A loss at Georgia Tech, a loss against NC State. Clemson, I think they're bored. I don't think they've got anything to play for. This is a team that has, for the last four or five years, always been in contention to play in the playoff. They're not this time. I don't think they come in with a lot of motivation. This kid at North Carolina, the quarterback, huge edge to North Carolina. Massive. Massive. He's way better than ukulele. Now, the flip side is huge check mark to Clemson if they're ready to play. Their defense is light years better. You know, this reminds me of Vandy and Tennessee, George. If Clemson comes in and plays their A game, and North Carolina doesn't play well, they this could get ugly, I, I think, with the physicality of that run game with Clemson and Shipley and that UNC defense, let's face it, it's not great. So, But if, if it's kind of roles reversed or both teams play okay, North Carolina's going to hang around, and if May plays a clean game, that's what I'm looking at. So that it, it reminds I me, mean, that's what we were talking about. If Vandy played their D game, Tennessee played their A game, and you saw what happened. So if that happens, it could get ugly, but we'll see. Yeah, it's more, like, F- it's more like their F game. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's- I'm taking the Vikings at home. All of the, the up north pundits, the talking heads, are going J-E-T-S. Minnesota's 9-2. and two. Am I right about that? I think you're right. 9-2. and two. Okay, there's a reason. Now, they've won a lot of close games, and I don't think they are at the level of Dallas, who just beat the snot out of them. I don't think they're at the level of San Francisco. Don't think they're at the level of several teams. But they are 9-2. and two. They are at home, and let's not act like the Jets are ready for the Super Bowl. They beat the Bears a week ago. <laughs> Quarterback play was better. But this is the Vikings. And I think the Vikings will find a way at home to win. And the Jets quarterback situation is sort of in flux right now. I know Mike White, he played pretty well, but you're playing the Bears. The Bears. You know, this Vikings defense is pretty good. 
So here's the last one. It's a two-team teaser, and it's it's obviously on, on paper two of your better teams in the NFC. Dallas at home, I'm teasing down to minus five against Indy. That's the Sunday night game. Tampa, I'm teasing to plus two. Now you say, what's the big deal about Tampa? Right now, not a lot, but New Orleans sucks. They don't score any points. Andy Dalton is not the long-term answer for the Saints. Tampa will win at home, and then we'll go 5-0. and oh. Man, you, you, that would keep the streak. Would that put you at, let's see, so that how many wins, if you go undefeated, technically in the win column, this teaser only counts as one win, or is yes. that two? No, it's one win. Okay, so that would put you at 89 and 81. Yes, that would be 52.3%. Ooh. I don't be, think I don't know that you've been fifty-two percent. No. Well, yeah. uh, we'd be cooking with gas. <laughs> okay, we're done. We'll see you Monday. Have all of the reaction to the Titans game. Have all the reaction to college football championship weekend. Hope you'll join us. Until then, have a good weekend, everybody.